This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, Jay Gill? How you been, man? Happy New Year, my friend. Happy we, New uh, Year. haven't talked since, like, before Christmas. I finally cl- uh, cleared my COVID protocols. <laughs> yeah. Glad to hear <laughs> it. You and safety. Frank both. <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers. Please invite you to subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your pods. If you're enjoying Luke Walton Talks Lakers, please share it with your friends, throw us a comment, and throw us a five-star rating. Spotify's got five-star ratings now, too, so tap it. LWTL is now part of TBPN, the Basketball (laughs) Podcast Network, so be sure to check out the other great shows on the network and follow us on social media at Luke Walton Laker on Twitter and at Luke Walton Talks Lakers on Instagram. Thank you, Luke. All right, uh... Luke, we're going to start off the way we always do with a quick round of in or out. Uh, first one, Luke, in or out? No coach's seat has cooled down <laughs> as quickly as Frank's while he was out with COVID. <laughs> in, yeah, I mean, you we know, all got a glimpse yeah, yeah. of. Uh, <laughs> <You> got a glimpse. <laughs> we all got a glimpse of what Fizz at the at the helm looked like. Grass ain't always greener. No, <laughs> his seat is cool as a cucumber. <laughs> yep. That was his Christmas present was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in on this. His job is secure. <laughs> um, all right, Luke, in or out, uh, Malik Monk. Yeah. Brother Malik uh-huh. was our best off season acquisition. <laughs> Dude, the, the, the Westbrook Brooks lander is coming out strong. I'm out. I'm out. Come on, man. Are you really in on this? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not. Okay, okay. But you're but, tempted. But me. I think uh, of signings. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, of this year. Once of we this year, once this we year. see once we see Kendrick Nunn. I don't know yet. Okay, that's fair. Right, but it's it's in play for for best signings. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Russell, at, Russ is, at this point, he looks a lot better than THT. Like we're not talking long term here. We're talking about like in the moment for this season. For this yeah. season, yeah. At I'm, this I'm point, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Of the signings, I get it. Um. How about this one? This is a sub one. Yeah. Speaking of Malik Monk, in or out on the Swaggy P school of not getting tats on your shooting arm because, quote, it's strictly for buckets. I'm in, but also Swaggy started <laughs> to, to to tat up his, his shooting arm. So, like, he he went against his own school and look where, where it put him out of the league. So, I'm in. It's true. He had some line about, like, about like it can, it can do more than one thing or something like that. You're right. Come on, man. Stay logically yeah. consistent. Mr. Yeah, Swaggy I mean, P. Whatever Malik's doing right now, he should keep doing because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's burning. Hell of a two-man game with LeBron. It's putting, it's, it's putting, and I also think it's making Westbrook like in a more natural position. Like we saw with some of those putbacks and stuff like that. Yeah, could go on yep. and on. We will. Yep. Later in the podcast, we will. Uh, in or out? Guaranteeing Avery Bradley's contract, which just at this point, to be clear, we're recording this at seven thirty p.m. on January sixth. Will guarantee will will become a guaranteed contract in like five hours unless something wow, happens crazy. between now and then. Yeah. Um, so in or out on that? I surprised myself by saying this, but I'm in now. Yeah. I don't know if I even would have been in like two or three pods ago. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not have been certainly like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, but I am now. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm and I'm still not 100 percent in that he should be the this go-to starter at all times, but we've got some stats. Let's, let's explore his role a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I, I don't know if I love him as a starter on a playoff roster, but I am in on guaranteeing his contract. I agree. I agree. 
okay, in or out, uh, trading Rondo to free up a roster spot yeah, and create hard, the trade man. exception. That's hard. That's hard. I understand, like, with all of the mechanics of what it opens up for us and and Stanley Johnson, which we'll get to. I like that point, but I do kind of yeah. miss having Rondo on the roster. I didn't want him playing though, so this at least guarantees that he's not playing. But I don't know. Yes, still, I, I'm, I'm mixed bag on this one. I'm gonna go half half in, half out on this guy. I'm I'm full in on this. Full in, yeah. My I I will miss him terrorizing the sidelines. Totally, of course. That's my that's my favorite part of his game yes. is is him on the sideline, like <laughs> just bothering people. Uh, Adapting up the other team. Yes, throwing. Yes. I'll miss his antics. Yeah. I will miss his antics. Throwing the, the um, towel when somebody is shooting a free throw as they're yes, shooting a free throw. Hilarious. Chef's kiss. Yeah, his antics are unmatched, and I will certainly miss those. But like we said, it's going to free up a spot for someone who will actually play, who I actually <laughs> want to play. And his value to us in the past, while significant as playoff Rondo, yeah. we've seen Rondo and Russ can't play together. Yeah. That's and true. so his role as playoff Rondo really wasn't there to be to be uh That's you know point. repeated. Yep. yep. So I'm I'm in on this one. But but thank you to Doe. Yeah. Best of luck to him in, in the land. Uh he should still get a championship ring if we win this year. So is that he played enough games? Is like uh, yeah. you do you just have to be on the roster like at any point to be able to get there? I, I don't I don't know how it works, but I think like ownership can kind of just yeah, say decide like, who. They could give us yeah, a they ring. Can if just we pay, wanted, they can just yeah. pay for more rings if they want. Right. Um, all right. Uh, Luke, in or out? Signing Stanley Johnson to a second 10 day contract, which happened yesterday. Very much in. Very much in. Or especially today. especially yeah, as uh, <laughs> as insurance um, with Ariza. I think that's a great thing. And then also he's brings the athleticism, he brings the youth, which obviously the Lakers have need needed. Yeah. And guess what? The team's a lot younger now. So. I'm in on it's it. True. Especially like if yeah. you look at the guys that are playing, you take away DJ, you take away Rondo, you take away some of these guys. And now it's it's a younger team. And it looks like yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh I'm I'm very in on this. Uh we really need him. Like you said, Ariza's still gonna take some time to to get up to speed on mm-hmm. the team and, mm-hmm. and work out the kinks and get back to his conditioning. Yeah, COVID and, stuff, and, man. Yeah. I know and, and, I know what it's like now. Yeah, you're not and coming he's out recovering from an injury. You're right. You get COVID, from you're surgery. You're what is he, thirty four or something? COVID, uh, recovering from an injury, getting back your wind, all that stuff. That that's yeah. good. I, we we should give him some slack. Like I don't think we should judge this current version of Ariza as no, the, the no, player no. that we're no, no, gonna no. get two months down or month and no. a half maybe down the line. Yeah. Yeah. No, of course not. Um, but yeah, I think Stanley's perfect for this point in time for the team with ADL sure. with 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 Ariza. So uh, Luke. Signing Stanley Johnson to a third ten-day contract when this one expires. <laughs> yes, just keep him rolling. No, I, I'm, I'm. If if there isn't a better option, which I, I'm, I'm skeptical that there will be. Um, I, I see uh, Stanley earning a spot on the roster long term. Okay, well that was. I'm in on this one too. My next question was going to be <laughs> signing Stanley Johnson to a fourth contract for the remainder of the season. Yeah, I, I, I like what I'm seeing. I think, I think we're a good fit for each other. I, uh, Pete Zayas, Laker Film Room, talked about that. About you know what he gets out of us, what we get out of him. It all makes sense for everybody. So I, 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 I see it. I see it working long term, potentially even beyond this year. He, he's a hooper. I, I believe. Yeah. Him. Yeah. I mean, so. I think he's finally, when he first came into the league, I think he felt like he needed to 
be sort of an all-around player just because of where he was drafted. Yeah, he wanted to be and, an all-star, man. Like, Yeah, exactly. And I think now he's realized, like, no, I just need to be, like, a great defender, mm-hmm. right? Play heads-up basketball, win rebounds, do the dirty work. Hustle. Because he's not a good shooter. He's yeah. just candidly, like, not a great shooter, right? And so he, mm-hmm. he shouldn't prioritize that part of his game. So it mm-hmm. seems like he's kind of come to terms with that role. He's got good ball handling. I, I think that's an important thing, yeah. too. He, he's a good yeah. attacker. And he's he's a really good guy to play off LeBron. So that that's why I think it makes sense for him. Is yeah. You got LeBron and yeah. Westbrook who are going to dish out to you. Yeah. Come on. That's good. So I, I I do like though that we're signing him to these ten days and not just guaranteeing him now because yeah there is a chance I think uh-huh. that we don't sign him for the full yeah, season totally depending upon when AD gets back totally so AD is going to be reevaluated next week or so right so I, I think I I would like to see Stanley for all the reasons you said mm-hmm. here for the rest of the year but I don't think we should write it in pen just yet because they haven't yes. Exactly, you know? and we still don't know what what it looks like out on the trade market too. So yeah, like what, what, yeah. What, we've thrown out what like Jeremy Grant and like different different people that could potentially fill a similar athletic kind of wing role. So yeah, um, yeah. Um, all right, uh, in or out trading DJ and or Kent Bazemore. Yes, if, if yeah. possible to free up additional roster spots similar to the Rondo trade. Yeah. I I only yeah. want guys that are going to play. Come on. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, one one more, and then I've got a joke. One, yeah. one more serious one. Uh-huh. Uh, in or out, starting Braun at the five, even once AD starting, comes back. <laughs> starting, no. <laughs> well, I mean, I could, I could, I could actually. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about, it, I could see yeah. it on defense. On defense, yeah, that's what I know? mean. I can see it. Yeah. I can see it against. Where he it depends he on the plays team. under the basket, right. And AD is is plays, the roamer. Plays the better, best wing defender. Yeah. Plays the best uh, wing, basically. Right. I, yeah, we'll talk I, more I about can it see later. It work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is the kind of thing where it's like, uh, this is something that like not real basketball people geek out on. Real basketball people are like, come on, man. Like they, no one's <laughs> like, okay, you're the four, I'm the five. Right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, but, I, I think, but so I think I'm having, out on this. Having LeBron but, as the drop coverage defender that's calling yeah, out rotations yes, and stuff like that. Yes. He's, yeah. He's clearly very good at it. AD yeah. is also clearly very good at it, but AD's got more, mobili- mo- more mobility. So. Makes sense. That's what I yeah. Yep. That's what I'm kind of thinking. Um, okay, last one. This one's not on our on our paper here. Okay. In or out? If the Lakers win a championship, mm-hmm. it Darren Collison, <laughs> Jamario Jones should all get rings. You have to have won us a game. <laughs> that's my bar. Okay. So no, they're out. No <laughs> rings out. for them. No rings. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I was cheering for him, but I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're moving on. Yeah, we stuck with the right one. Um, All right, Luke. So since the last time we spoke, we're now 20 and 19, and we're sixth in the West. (laughs) Look at that! No more playing game for us. Suck it, Zach Lowe. 19 losses is not like pretty. That that can be like the year end loss total of a good year. Uh, to for, yeah. for us to be sixth in the West, considering that, I yeah. mean, I, I I still feel pretty strongly we're not going to be a play play in team. I don't I don't think so either. You know, I, I really don't and think I, so either. Just doing that alone with the regular season allows for a much deeper level of playoff picture maneuvering, both from the coaching standpoint, but also from the GM standpoint. If you know, hey, we're only going to play like these four teams, maybe five teams likely 
in the playoffs. Yeah. That's you all you have to scheme against. Are. That's all you have yeah. to scheme against. Yeah, um, for, for sure. And that like the 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 small ball evolution of the Lakers, I think, helps reflect that. Yeah, and hopefully it's hopefully that's because we're playing the Jazz. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> that's what I want. Bring me the Jazz. Yeah. I want to yeah. small ball the Jazz out of existence and then uh, <laughs> get on to the second round. Yep. Um. So we are a half game back of the Mavs in fifth. Yeah. And we're a half game ahead of the Nuggets in seventh. So it's still it's still tight, but mm-hmm. that also means that like. Even if we win or lose a game, it, it, like we're still very much in in contention with those guys for. And there's the four the four five matchup is sometimes one of the the scariest. Three six, get the Utah Jazz. I know it's not bad. I'm okay with that. I know, I know, because we'd we'd probably get the we'd probably get the Grizz if we were fifth. Yeah, and I don't love the idea of John Morant just like ramming the ball down our throat. And and the Grizz have got size. Grizz Grizz is yeah. the only one that I'm a little bit worried about with the size component. I mm. I think that like even the Suns that have got Aiton, who's had some really up and down health stuff this year, um, assuming a fully healthy Aiton, even then we saw what AD can do to him when he's at full strength. Yeah, the Grizz they've got like legit big centers and I don't, I'm not confident in Dwight Howard for an entire series. I think you could get two or three good games out of him, but a whole yeah. series. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I mean, yeah, I would, I would rather play the jazz than the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. And the, the, to be clear, like the, the jazz on offense this year are like, are like maybe a perfect team. Mm-hmm. Like they're, yep. they're like really, really good. Um, but their, their defense is not what I think most people used to it being with with Gobert mm-hmm. and we've seen in the playoffs that like you can target him oh yeah oh totally and 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 I think we've got the kind of players that could so and and the beauty of playing a system team like that that's such a system is like you see him a few times in a row you can figure it out I mean like play like teams like the the Suns they're difficult because it's not just one system they've got a lot of yeah. impact players they have Booker that could go drop 45 on you yep. um CP is gonna hurt your best player, and then right. get someone fouled out, and, and then get hurt, and then yeah, bribe a ref, but, but then not really get hurt and come back, and everyone's gonna cheer for him. Hate that guy. Um, so look, we've we it, there was a rough stretch in in here since the last time we talked. Okay, we had some real yes. ugly losses. Yes, we did. Um, we had most of our team out on COVID protocols for a few of them. No games our, canceled. No games canceled. Frank Vogel was out for a few of those games, like we talked about. And I just before we before we move on, I ju- I just have to say, man, there are some people who need to go back and delete some tweets from that stretch. <laughs> because like I don't know what y'all were taking over the break, but like, did people like think that that was what this team was going to be for the rest of the season, dude? Like Jeff Van Gundy did. Yeah, yeah, he's he would like when when his when when whoever he was calling one of the games with uh, asked about like the Lakers signing you know it or Collinson or someone, he said basically like it's because they're unhappy with the options they have on their roster, and then he doubled down on that take and said it again on the low post like a few days later. Inexcusable, dude! Like five of our. 10 man rotation guys are out on COVID protocols. So yeah, of course we're not satisfied with the options we have available to us when five of our 10 best players and our head coach are out. Yeah. And our second best player yeah, for yeah. not COVID, but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe we just—I don't know. He might. I hope he's got COVID right now. Let's get it all That's out of the true. way. It'd be a know? great time for him to get it and get it out of the way. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't wish that on anybody. But no, he can handle it. You know, I, I hope he has symptom-free COVID that yeah, leaves him that leaves less him, likely to get it. Yeah, invincible against go. the virus. Exactly. The same thing I would wish upon myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. It doesn't okay, normally but, work out that way, folks. No, no, yeah, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, I just had to say that people were going a little crazy there. I know. It's like, Hold man. on, the team's going to come back, and they have. So since the Rockets game, yes. which was the first game that Braun started at center, yeah, we've committed to starting small and mm-hmm. and playing small in crunch time, mm-hmm. and we've been on a nice little tear. Yep. We've had some important wins against the Kings and the Timberwolves, which you might be like, oh, Kings and Timberwolves. But like they were they were potentially nipping at heels of get, mm-hmm. getting into we play talked in. About and, this. We talked yeah. about this in the last pod yes. about how important yes. those games were because yes. that had way more of an impact on standings than actual win losses yes. at this point. Yes. And we dropped the game against the Grizz that we were saying yep. we really needed. Yep, so exactly. it was important that we got these other two against yes. sort of like middling Western conference teams. Exactly. Um, 80 is supposed to be evaluated at the end of next week. Exciting. So hoping for good things there. Yes, That's yes. exciting. Um, similarly, we're hearing a lot about Kendrick Nunn being close to making a return. Yep. He's been doing some pre-game on-court work with Phil Handy. Love it. And Phil posted like, coming back soon or something like that. And then none re- reposted it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that seems imminent. And Vogel has even gone on and said that he's going to get a lot of minutes when he comes back. Good. Specifically, Good. he said he's going to get a lot of minutes with our stars. Yeah. He And he uh, said at the expense of some other players. I hope it's not at the expense of Malik, but I, I see where I see how none and Malik plus the stars can have very similar simpatico relationships in that none is a better like slasher. Um, I wouldn't say finisher, but he's like a better at attacking the rim, even than Malik doesn't have yeah. the shot that Malik yeah. does. And so, you know, I, I could see both of them being just a great, like two, two punch um, yeah. system, like swapping out those two guys with the stars could get a lot of impact. I think he's also the better defender not in like a one-on-one way, but yeah, in suppose. a like playing team, within team a line. defensive system, team defense kind of yeah, way, just because of just because of his heat culture. Um, so that would be exciting. Yeah, I think. I hope so. Man. Malik seems like the player most likely to lose minutes. Yeah. Uh, at this point, but yeah, he's playing a th- lot of minutes. Tht Tht also could could yeah. Maybe. It, I, tht Tht is a tricky one. Like uh, what we were talking about, I think in the last pod about how he needs those minutes on ball. Um, and I, yeah, I like that yeah. we, we gave him that against the Kings. And I think yeah. that, that that shows the gaps yeah. where THC's got to play. You know, the player who maybe these minutes should come at the expense of? Oh, who? Avery Brown. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> not, not, not anything against <laughs> no, AB, but no, like, absolutely not. you know. Well, I, I think uh, everybody's going to play better when they're playing more in their roles. Like we saw that with Mello, yeah. where it's like on a back to back, Mello's legs are not 100% there, understandably. So Even when he's got to sleep in a hotel room bed, his legs aren't totally <laughs> there. <laughs> So it's like it's like finding finding the right the right roles for the players in the same way with like Dwight his best thing is play every other every third every fourth game yeah, yeah. that's what's up and just come in and blow the other team up for like twelve minutes <laughs> and that's like a fun job right like you can he's have an insane foul rate if you need to <laughs> yeah, it's totally, cool totally so so yeah having more guys um duh is going to make everything a lot easier 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. So let's talk quickly before we go to break yeah. about sort of these roster moves. We've alluded to some of them. I just think it's hilarious that we finally signed Darren Collison mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. we were like kind of chasing him. Mm-hmm. And there was that whole thing where he was like sitting courtside with Jeannie Buss and we're like, oh, we're going to sign him. And then we didn't. <laughs> uh, so we signed him for 10 days and then he left. Yep. Didn't work out too well. Um, we traded Rondo, like we talked about. Yep. We signed Stanley Johnson another 10 day. It seems imminent that AB is being guaranteed this contract. Give me some of those stats about AB. Yeah, so um, I, you know, I I was doing some some looking at the team, right? Team net rating, okay. In sort of, I think what are sort of the three sort of uh, key periods of the of the season for us, which were like the dark DeAndre days, <laughs> the sun rising post DeAndre pre AD getting hurt mm-hmm. window mm-hmm. of a few games. Yep. And then I'm ignoring all of these COVID games. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking at like the last five games, basically the LeBron at the five yeah. games. Yeah. Right? The, the dedicate to small ball come yes. hell or high water. Yes. Yeah. Because on the season, Bradley's numbers are pretty bad. Yes. Absolutely. We um, talked about this. But if you break it down and if you, so if you look at that DJ stretch, mm-hmm. he, he had a minus 10 net rating. Mm-hmm. Per this is per per game. That sounds about right. Yep. Um, Damn. That's awful. It's terrible. <laughs> and that's what we were seeing. We were looking at this being like, this is a bad player on yeah, this team. Why? Yeah. Why are we? These playing lineups him? are making us lose games. Yes. In the post DJ pre AD injury window, which mm-hmm. was not very long, it was about two weeks. Mm-hmm. But in those two weeks, he was a plus sixteen point nine net rating. Beautiful. That's outstanding. Yes. Right. That like not sustainably. So like yes, that, yeah. that's like amazing in the last five games. He's been a plus 3.6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, which is, I think what he needs to be, right. Exactly. That's him contributing, playing good defense, mm-hmm. hitting some shots when he needs to. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, mm-hmm. I'm willing to ignore. Yeah. And I think we should be ignoring that first chunk of the season when, when he was in those DJ lineups when we evaluate him, when we look at his stats, when we think about the benefit he can have for this team. Yeah. And in the same way that, you know, we were frustrated with his defense in part because he wasn't having help behind him properly. Um, yeah. He does run around a lot. He does lose his, his man some. He does all and these that's, things still. The one thing I noticed is is the, the whole team was playing better defense. Mm-hmm. During the post DJ but pre AD injury window, mm-hmm. we we had a really great defensive rating for that window. I don't know if you remember, but like we got up to like eleventh yes. in in yeah. defensive rating on the whole season from that stretch. Yes, and and right? it, just looking at that stretch, we were top five defense. Yes, yes. <laughs> so the whole team defense has come down since since AD Understandably. left. Best the defensive player in the, the roof. NBA. Yeah, yeah. The offense through the roof, which we'll talk about. But I I still think without AD. Mm-hmm. AB is Avery Bradley is like still he's not quite as effective on defense mm-hmm. as he is with Anthony because as much fun as it has been to watch LeBron kind of play that drop defender yeah. calling things out playing free safety getting steals swatting everything left and right like mm-hmm. he he isn't Anthony Davis yeah. on defense no no he's exceptional but he's not the best defensive player in basketball yeah and and that hurts guys like Avery Bradley who I think like to over extend themselves a little bit oh, yeah. in their one-on-one matchups. Totally, totally. You know? And that's also part of what uh, Frank Vogel asked for his players is like, go further than you feel comfortable. 
like put, and trust and trust, yeah, and trust the person behind you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So like force them even harder into this angle in a way that you will never be able to catch up to them is part of like the Frank Vogel system. But yeah. It works when everybody's rolling. We've seen this, it's proven. Shout out to the haters. Well, the hilarious thing were those like fizz quotes about like this being the most complicated defensive system he's ever seen in his entire basketball career yeah. and like yeah. doesn't really even know how to coach it yeah. basically <laughs> or run lineups with it. It's like uh, it's like when Meta World Peace or I think it was Ron Artest at the time was asked to describe the um, triangle offense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just so good. Basketball is so like fun. I can't define it but I know it when I see it. <laughs> That's not what he said but uh um, okay, so just it, real quick, I know we've talked about some of these. Any thoughts on any of these, on any of these moves, any of these signings, anything stand out to you? Any guesses for anything else that might be to come? It's so tricky to speculate on trades when we haven't seen the full roster. Like, especially with somebody like Nunn, where there's a quite a bit of money committed to him, and the everything that I've heard from GM to Vogel is that he's going to play, he's going to play significant minutes. So like, it's just hard judging a team when it's incomplete. And there's no, there's no like, you know, season ending injury or something like that. That's like, okay, we clearly have to fill this hole. It's like, no, yeah. they're, they're coming. They're going to be yeah. here for the playoffs. Um, there are, there are like clearly areas that we can improve. And I do see THT's, um, potential for being trading traded like rising and rising just because he's he's kind of struggling to find his place on this team and fundamentally this is still a lebron year one of those yeah. twilight years you're not yeah. going to waste it no on, on, i think you're promise, right you know that's it. i i think he is the most likely tradable player at this point the only point. thing is i don't know if we'll get enough for him to satisfy not as much as we would Blinken. want yeah because you have to get a player who like makes an impact this year. 100%. And I, it's, it's probably got to be one of your top is. six, seven players in order to make that. It has sense. to, oh, I mean, yeah, it has to be someone who is, is securely in the playoff rotation. Yes. Uh, regardless of matchup. It, you, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't get yeah. somebody just to guard Jokic. Or no, eight, no, no, no. It's, no, no. it's got to be like this, this person is your sixth man or seventh man in every game. Yeah. And I don't know if that's there without packaging none with him or or you know that's really all all we have. Yeah, you never know though. You could see. Um, and I also I like. There's a part of me that um, just thinks it would be hilarious because we traded with the Wizards so much to like get KCP back home or something. <laughs> like, KCP yeah. would be a great fit on this team. I'm just saying. Yeah, he would. <laughs> he would. He would. I, I actually. Um, I, I actually like would wouldn't mind Kuz. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, just because of his size. No, totally. Um, I do think both of them would be a better fit on this team than Talon at this point. Right now, yeah. Not for saying sure. that I think that's the best long term move. No, 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 uh, no. But you got you got to strike while the iron's hot. And that said, I don't know if you need it necessarily to win the finals this year. You mostly to win the finals this year, you need your players and you yeah. need some luck. I don't think that THT is going to be the reason we don't win a championship this no, year. No. You know He's still I mean? gonna be so, a value add. Like Yeah. He's still yeah. going to bring something. And, He's still going to be in the rotation. And we we do need some players and some contracts come this offseason 
yeah. to be able to do something, right? Yes. So yeah. I, I think there's something, some value in that. At this point, I this is going to sound like a sunk cost fallacy and, mm-hmm. and it probably is if you're like a logic <laughs> professor or something. Um, but you just got to like ride with Russ at this point. I totally I agree. Think all, I, totally I think all agree. these people who are, who are pushing these, these, these Westbrook trades. Yeah. For one, like I, I just, I really don't think there's a lot of teams out there angling to take on like a $48 million <laughs> contract right now. Yeah. Next, also, next season, maybe. Cause it'll be, season, an, it'll be possible. a $48 million expiring, expiring contract. Yes. Yes. But I think the bigger point is, for one, I do think he has been playing better than he's getting credit for. I think he gets scapegoated for a lot of stuff that's oftentimes not his fault. I texted you this. He has like loud turnovers and quiet moments, right? Yeah, like yeah. when everyone's holding their breath, like <gasps> he turns the ball over. It's like, ah, it was, bro. I know. Right. Exactly. Um, but uh, I, I just think like fundamentally it would change the, this team too much. So too significantly much. to lose him. Yeah. That we're already, we already don't know what this team is and we're just starting to figure it out. The idea of like making Frank rework the whole team. Right. And then teach whoever that person is, the the defensive scheme and whatever. Like, nah. Hey, we're, we're stuck with him at this point. Like, he's, it's, he's also played the most games out of anybody this true. season. So it's true. I mean, if, if you're talking about the centerpiece of the team, He's been the steadiest part of that in terms of being a star that's been available. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm with I you. I have a hard time you. thinking about games where we've been healthy and whole and he's really cost us the game. The, well, the, the, I th- okay, I think that like what you're saying about being loud, um, yeah. I think that a another way of saying that is saying Westbrook shouldn't have the ball in crunch time. No, He's but, a, but I would ask you, yeah. have there really been that many situations when Braun was playing? No, of course not. Where he had the ball in crunch time situations. I'm, and I'm not saying that Westbrook really. isn't valuable in crunch time situations. No, no, you're the, spot on. This is the story. This is the whole story of his career is like taking a terrible three while Kevin Durant was on the floor with but it's, him. It's because it's in not, a game when they only needed a two. Yeah, but it's not his game. His, his, yeah. his game is not the like ISO go get you a bucket guy. He's the guy that is, you know, beating you up in scramble situations and, and keeping yeah. the pace up and doing all of the things for like three and a half quarters. Or gets the put back layup to win the game because that, Malik's shot that's a perf- misses. But that's a perfect example of where where Rush should be slotted in the yeah. cr- in the crunch times. That's exactly yeah. where like you maximize his athletic strengths and his and his yeah. abilities as a rebounding guard. Yeah. While minimizing the on-ball decision making yeah. and little things like, like pull, you know, we we all remember that game where he he missed the three and the mellow missed the three and we lost. Yeah. And, you know yeah. that those yeah. those things they're just so loud they're so hard to forget. But having LeBron really does. That's the thing. Hell and, that. and I I again I I could be wrong here. Of course I'm I'm not remembering every minute of every game, but I'm really having a hard time remembering a moment this season when the game was on the line. Mm-hmm. And he brought the ball up and like refused to give it to LeBron. No, that but that's not how I can't, that's not how he plays. I know, but I think people yeah. are acting like that's what he's right, doing. Right, exactly. And and that's not that's not the case. So I, it's funny. I think you and I actually haven't talked a whole lot about Russ on the pod. Mm-mm. And I think it's for for that reason because it's like I think most of the sort of outrage and negative stuff is like 
not really supported when you really watch him and and focus on on holistically what's happening in some of those moments where of course he has some bad plays here and there he still takes shots that I really wish he wouldn't like totally I'm not saying he's he's without flaw no, of but, course. Um, but I don't think it's as bad as a lot of people are making it out to be uh and I I Again, we're we're reaching this point in the season when he has a tendency to start yeah, the o looking pretty good of the season. Well, why don't we why don't yeah. we take a break and we can yeah, talk a little bit it. more about uh what we're seeing out of Westbrook and kind of this evolution as we get into that o part of the <laughs> of the season of the calendar here. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone's going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, as in the Basketball Podcast Network, promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Luke, we are back. So let's, for the rest of the time, we're going to talk about sort of this current version of the team, this, this, Small ball, LeBron at the five yes. version of this team. Yes. We're going to do a little mashup here, okay? So we're going to throw it back. We're going to do a little muse cage. Nice. Lobbing it up to Coach's Corner, okay? Love it. So I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw out some stats that I've already kind of alluded to, and then yeah. I just want you to cook and dunk on the listeners, <laughs> about, the what's listeners. A- about what's going so well. <laughs> Not the haters, the listeners. The listeners, <laughs> yeah. So... I talked about sort of these three phases of the season. Yeah. Right. There's this, the start until December when we were playing these DeAndre Jordan lineups. Mm-hmm. Then there's this couple week window from the early December until AD went down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to exclude the game that he got hurt in. Cause that was, it was kind yeah, of a mess right. after he left. Right. Um, and then there's these last five games. Once guys kind of got back from health and safety protocols, mm-hmm. Frank's back, but the defining point has been LeBron at the five, right? So we've got this DJ window, We've got this AD window and we've got this Braun window. Great. And I'm going to tell you a story through this period of time. So that first stretch, okay? Yeah. Um, our offensive rating was 106.2, which is really bad. Yeah. Even worse was our defensive rating was 107.9. <laughs> so we had a negative net rating. We were 24th in net rating. We were bad. We Man, were bad. We bad. were a bad team. Yep. Bad team. <laughs> Granted, we had some injuries. THT was hurt. Ariza was hurt. Yeah, we still had our three stars. That's embarrassing. But we were bad. We were yeah. a bad team, yeah. right? Then DJ comes out of the lineup. We we finally... Howard was playing a bit during this this stretch, to be fair. Howard started a couple games because AD 
uh, was out for a game or two and, and, and DJ still did play a little bit, but DJ was no longer the starting center. The, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, the spacing changed pretty fundamentally. Mm-hmm. So again, 106 offensive rating during that first stretch, 107.9 defensive rating during this AD window, our offense went up to 110.4 mm-hmm. and our defense went down to 104.5. Mm. So in that stretch, we were seventh in net rating. That's that window mm-hmm. where we where we were like top a top five defense. Yes. Okay. Yep. Here's the the craziest part of this whole thing. So that was it. That was good, right? And it, during that time, you and I were like, "This this okay, guys? Here it is. This team is coming into itself. We're seeing the transformation, right? This is what this team can be." Then you go AD goes down. Jeff Van Gundy says that no one on our team <laughs> has two working legs. <laughs> And, you know, everything sucks. And then LeBron starts playing at center. We commit to this small ball lineup. Yes. In the last five games in which LeBron has started at the five, our offensive rating is 120.5, <laughs> which is second over, over that period of time. Our defensive rating is 111.1. We're fourth in net rating over these last five games. Beautiful. So for me, what I see here yep. was you eliminate that first chunk of games because it doesn't really represent what this team is or how we should play. Mm-hmm. You see this second section where we kind of committed to, to smaller ball, but not too small ball, yes. right? We were still playing a center quite a bit, but you saw a massive improvement in our defense and a, a, a notable improvement in our offense, right? Now we see this last, this latest edition, we see like an unbelievable jump in offense. Yes. Right. And a slight, uh, like loss of defense, mm-hmm. but with Anthony Davis slated to return yes. in, you know, hopefully a couple weeks. Yes. So Luke, I want you, we're going to pass it over to coach's corner. Now again, talk to us about why has this been working so well? And then what happens when AD gets back? I got a lot to say. All right. Starting off, I'm going to break this down as simple as possible from my perspective. Small ball is a function of other things. All you're doing is you're saying, I'm going to play my better players more regardless of position. Yeah. That's fundamentally what we're doing. We're playing bad players less and playing good players more. (laughs) To break it down more complexly than that, um, I want to talk about what LeBron as a small ball center brings specifically for somebody like Russell Westbrook and and then tangentially for everybody else on the court. Normally a small ball five, like say you have like a Draymond Green. Sure. Draymond's- Or Keith. Oh yeah, yeah, perfect. Um, I, st- I think LeBron's a better shooter than both of them. Not just at three-point shooting, but just yeah. shooting in general. I mean, with whatever hitch Draymond has in his shoulder at this point in his career, I, I don't think that's a crazy thing no, to say. No, it's not a- so in one respect, LeBron's one of the best shooters for his position. And LeBron ha- has historically, you know, as a, as a point guard, is not maybe the most elite um, three-point shooter, but as a center, sure, sure as hell is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like taking, yeah, a, it's taking yeah, like yeah. a weakness, quote-unquote, in LeBron's game and turning it into a strength positionally. And then it's also looking at what it does for Russell Westbrook, where even when he's you know played in the lineups, like with James Harden and in, in, in the Rockets, when he was the de facto center, but also the ball handler, he didn't have like another big body like LeBron that could also secondarily help 
set screens mm. and pick and pop. And I actually think that, that that's that's a strength that is even like in excess of what AD is going to bring to this team. We have to still play LeBron at the five minutes, which is the reason why DJ is completely cut out of the lineup and why yeah. Dwight is almost all the way cut out of the lineup because right. the second in line in the depth chart moving forward, and I think Frank Vogel has made this clear, is LeBron James. Yeah. I mean, to your point, having a center who shoots 37% from threes, shooting eight of them a game. Right. Big deal. It's pretty crazy. Volume is a big deal there. Yeah. So, you know, distilling all of the things that LeBron does down to that is a is a pretty incredible um, aspect of this game, let alone the gravity that somebody like LeBron has when he's setting a screen or the ability to have the best outlet passer of all time in NBA history getting rebounds from under the basket. Yeah. You know, yeah. like there are just yeah. so many things. It's like, oh shit, duh. But yeah. you, you kind of have to see it to believe it. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's hilarious to me is like, I saw some takes from people saying like, oh, LeBron's had it easy. Like no one ever double teams him for some reason. And it's like, yeah, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a reason he actually doesn't draw that many doubles. And it's because like you can. It's what he count, wants. You can count on him getting the perfect pass to it's whoever a gift. the open person is. Yeah. Give, giving LeBron, doubling LeBron James is, is, a, is a broken possession as soon as you do it. Yeah, that's exactly what he, what he wants. The only, the only thing that you can do for LeBron is to dare him to shoot threes. And when he's in your center, that kind of gums it all up, doesn't it? Yeah, unless he is raining. Yeah, no, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, okay, so say you have a center and a power forward that both aren't very good three-point shooters. Then you dare LeBron to shoot threes. Oh, sure, sure. It's like, okay, well, you know, we already, now we have like two shooters that aren't spacing the floor and now LeBron's going to jack up a shot. When you have everyone else as a good shooter and you're daring LeBron to shoot threes and you have a bunch of good cutters too, speedy athletic guys, that's one of the things I really liked about Stanley. Yeah. Is like... The man's got a nose for the ball. THD's good at that. Bradley has been looking really good off of these back cuts with LeBron. He's yeah. a smart player. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bradley is shooting like just under 40% on three this season. Nice. And he's like 39%. He's choosy. He's choosy. I yeah. mean, but we've got smart guys like Austin Reeves, which we haven't talked about, I think, at all this spot. He Nope. Smart player, dude. The more yeah, I see I out of him, like that dude's got a real feel for the game, and I love his and Mello's game together oh, it's, too. It's it's awesome. It's he, the number of times that he's passed up a open three mm-hmm. for uh, for for Mello to do. Like generally, it's a three for Mello, but the number of times that he's passed up kind of a long open three for like a Mello three in the corner, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It's like. He's super selfless. They have they have like a good chemistry though the two of them. It's it's just yeah. funny. It's like an unlikely duo. I just love it. And but I, well, I think yeah. our best rated lineup this season has Reeves and Mello in it. I love it, and I believe yeah. it. I believe it. But like, see that that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to get at with that very simple blunt statement of you play the bad players yeah less, you play the good <laughs> players more, and then it ends up being small ball because you have more good small players and guards on this roster than big players. Um, but like that's the secondary thing of what it's saying. You're opening up these two, three, four man lineups that aren't normally possible 
to play the number of minutes that we need to. And then all of a sudden, look, you've got a bunch of positive possessions because you're getting positive combinations, more reps. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it feels like we're in transition way more oh, yeah. than we were in the past, which is awesome. Because yeah. that, like, we knew that that's where this team was going to thrive and it just felt like we weren't getting there often enough. Mm-hmm. And now, man, it feels like we're running like like almost every other, other possession or something. Like Yeah, like and, but again, a part of that goes back to the ability to have like LeBron or Westbrook or uh, like basically everybody on the court is a ball handler in these lineups with LeBron yeah. at the five. So it doesn't yeah. matter who gets the rebound, you're breaking. Yeah. No, nobody like G, DJs doesn't have to get it like look around, you know? Yeah. Can I ask, I, I think, I think you, you were kind of alluding to this and you've mentioned it before, but what I'm, what I'm, what I think I'm seeing a lot is, is that defensively LeBron is playing five, mm-hmm. but offensively, I think you kind of were mentioning this. Russ is actually the one playing mm-hmm. more tradition. In other, it, what I mean by that is he is more often the one positioned in the dunker spot on the weak side. Yeah, than LeBron is. Yeah, because 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 LeBron initiates so much of the offense. Mm-hmm. Which is why it ends up opening things up for Malik Monk too. Yeah. You know what I saw was uh, Malik and LeBron running that inverted. I know. It looks good. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. In that last game, it was like Malik and LeBron just trading buckets and they didn't miss for like nine straight possessions. And look, we got a W against the Kings. And then, and then the one possession they didn't, it was THT and Russ running a little bit of a two man game that was pretty sweet. Yep. And then you had that Russ uh, putback. So, yeah. yeah, it I, it slots everybody really nicely. And like you were saying, not to the, your second point, I do see how AD can fit into this quite seamlessly. Um, he is a, he is uniquely built to shape shift into this style of basketball. We are going to have probably a, a learning curve of offense a little bit with this because there's not going to be quite the same spacing with AD. Yeah. But, yeah, but, well, especially not yeah. if he comes back shooting as yeah. shittily as he had yeah. to start the season. So my, the, my biggest worry about AD is like how quickly it'll take for him to get his win back. Yeah, um, but assuming that goes well and that doesn't take too long, um, I the yeah clearly having one of the top five or ten best players in the world is going to make your team better. I mean, look, AD's three point shooting was 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 awful. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah, it was it's bad. Less than twenty percent. But I, but people are hanging way too much on that for the start for his start this season. Mm-hmm. He he was he was playing outstanding defense, mm-hmm. both while DJ was in and after. But there were just so many holes when DJ was in that that like yeah, you know it's hard for him to do everything. Of course, but once DJ went out, his defense was was as good as it has ever been, and his aggression on offense and his owning of the paint. Mm-hmm. Was to agree to a degree that, that we aren't used to seeing with him, and and he was leading the league in point paints, yep. uh, paint points for mm-hmm. a period of time mm-hmm. before he got before he got hurt. Like I get that his three point shooting is not there, and and to your point, that's going to cr- create spacing issues if it doesn't improve. Yeah, but the man was dominating in a way that that I don't think anyone is giving him credit for before he went out. I agree, and there's also vertical spacing. He's going to add vertical spacing in terms of lobs. 
Yeah. And so that's why I'm worried about his his wind. He already he had some problems with wind earlier in the season and back, backstage the Lakers. They were talking. Yeah. You know, Frank was like, "Yeah, we got to figure out like how to get this guy some rest when like we need to like read him because he's not coming up to me saying I need I need five coach." Yeah. Um, so yeah. like things like that, like we, we like they have to figure that out. But I, I also think a big part of that was like you're saying there were so many holes that he was trying to fill. He was like running around yeah. a dam with his thumbs trying to do trying everything. To, <laughs> yeah, and then he had put it on himself to try to be super aggressive on offense. Oh, yeah. And so I, I think he was exactly. just kind of. I think it was just oh, he was he was overextending himself. He was overextending yeah. himself. Yeah. And and I think coming back to a team that's hitting its stride in this specific way is a perfect res- recipe for him to add what he does without having to feel like he's got to carry the whole offensive burden. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Uh, well, look, it's it's after Christmas, so these games matter. Yeah, it's welcome to the regular season, guys. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the regular season is finally here. We Like we said, we've been on a nice little tear here. We've got some pretty important games coming up. Yes. Uh, so I want to kind of run us through. Hey, well, we got a Grammy road trip, but there's no Grammys. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, let it, just let us play those games at home. Like, come on. <laughs> Sorry, go yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather play at the Crypt anyway. <laughs> uh, I almost call it Staples, man. You can, you can. I know this I is, can. This is a Staples positive is, place. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I'm crypto curious, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, have you ever bought crypto? No. I haven't either. No. No, I have one of those stories where like I almost did it in 2010, and yeah, of course, and, you know. Well, yeah, because we had a um, douchebag friend that um, was all about crypto, and so it turned us off on the whole thing and stymied us from being billionaires. That's if true. If he was only a nice guy, calling we'd him a be friend rich. is yeah, right. friend is yeah, that's that's a stretch. Like a yeah. brother of a friend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he listens. Um, uh. We're we're like forty five minutes in. Even if he listens, he would have been out by now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. So, uh, all right. In any event, we've got a few games coming up in over the course of the next like like week, basically yeah. week loosely defined. Because <laughs> um, I think it's like eight eight or nine days. But uh, so tomorrow, Friday, we're recording this Thursday night. We play the Hawks. Uh, the Hawks play like anti defense. <laughs> So this one will, I think this will be like a very high score game. It's fun. <laughs> It'll definitely be fun. Um, this is kind of the only game that doesn't really matter from a standings point mm-hmm. of view as much. Mm-hmm. But then we've got this run that that is actually pretty important. Yes, we're we're home for the Grizzlies on Sunday. Yes, then we're on the road at the Kings on Wednesday. I'm going to that game actually. Yeah, he's great. You picked um, a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. And then. Uh, I haven't been to a Laker game since uh, February of 2020. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, so we're, we're Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night at the Kings, Saturday at the Nuggets, and then Monday versus the Jazz. So again, we've got, this, we've got this fun Hawks game. Yeah. And then we've got Grizz, Kings, Nuggets, Jazz. Those are all... I'm not going to call them playoff teams, but all teams that are going to play some role potentially in playoff seating mm-hmm. or play in game seating, mm-hmm. right? Like, like they're we got and three out of those five um, are potential playoff matchups. Yes, the Grizz, Nuggets, and Jazz. Yep. So you know, I I, I think uh, 
the the Kings we can beat, right? That that's not mm-hmm. a question. We could lose for yeah, sure, certainly. but like that's a team we can definitely beat. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies we need to we need to get a win on the Grizzlies. I know, I know. In my opinion, I agree. just for, um, just for like morale purposes, yeah. like I just that one to me, I, I'm circling that one as like the kind of must win. The, the problem with that though is that John Morant wants to be a Los Angeles Laker and <laughs> so he's going to he be playing in LA. He plays out of his mind, dude. I know. Every I know. time I every time I watch I him I'm like, "Dang, that guy wants to be a Laker, man." <laughs> I know. Well, look, we almost had him, right? We were leading like by 20 points or yeah. whatever for yeah, most yeah. of that game. We the thing though, you called it out, they went big on us and then we didn't we couldn't mm-hmm. really respond. Mm-hmm. The secret? Stay super small. Stay small. Yeah, yeah. Just Call don't her adjust. bluff. Yeah. Be like, oh, you really want to put in Steven Adams? Uh, you want him to guard LeBron? Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what you got to do, I think. I Yeah. I, yeah, you can't play into their... their no, just lean uh, even harder. Like, if they do that, like, don't even play Westbrook. It's like... Play Mellow at the five. Exactly. Yeah, why not? No, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> like, yeah, ser- like, I that might be a moment to have like Stanley Johnson and like, just to go on like a full, only athletic players and LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. Six, eight and under. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> no tall people allowed. Yeah. Um, you try to get a rebound because we're going to hit all our buckets. Yeah. So that's a key game. Yeah. The Kings, like we said, that's a game we can win. Yeah. Nuggets, we're getting the Nuggets at a, at a, at a, mm-hmm. I think a good oper- a good moment to play them in the season. They, they seem, you know, because of injuries and stuff, they, yeah. they seem to be not at their, not at and, their best right now. And they've been, Jokic still hasn't he's like paying his bubble tax a little bit now like he he's been he had that MVP year they went deep in the playoffs two years in a row that wears on you and I think yeah, I think we're I, starting to see it a little bit well I mean he's still playing out of his mind but I think he's having to cover a and, lot yeah you know what I mean so it's, I, it's, his, it, his defense hasn't looked as good to me I don't know I, I just think yeah I'm, I'm with you I'm with you um but it's it's you know it, I would rather play them now than than yeah. earlier in the season or probably later in the season. Yeah. Um. And then we're 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 we got the Jazz. Rudy Gobert uh, entered COVID protocols today. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that. You know. Yeah. I mean, this is like ten days out. So so I I think odds are he's back. Yeah. Um. By that point. Yeah. But again, like. I don't know if we'll play a fully healthy jazz team. We'll have to wait and kind of see again. I'm not hoping that we don't play healthy teams, but mm-hmm. I'm certainly going to like not be mad about it if we win because we're playing teams that aren't at full strength at this point in the season. Right. Like I'll, right. I'll, I'll take wins where we can get them, especially because we were so impacted by health and safety protocol stuff and, and whatever that it's like maybe a little bit of, you know, right. yeah, cosmic, it, cosmic it, rebalancing or something. It, it'll all come back. But like, yeah. man, wow, Jokic had 20, 26 points and 21 rebounds in a triple-double, yeah. and they lost. Yeah, yeah, he, he's still killing it, but Jeez. it's, you know, it's tough. He's, you know, basically they're like second and third best players are not playing right now. Yeah. You know, it's rough. He's And he's doing his best out there, but he keeps getting in fights too. I don't know. No, no, I know. Going, going on with that. Um. But yeah, this stretch seems pretty important to me. I, I, I honestly, I think if we can, if we can win three of those four Western Conference games, mm-hmm. I think we're like pretty securely out of the play-in, mm. unless something real bad happens. But I think that positions us pretty well. I mean, 
you know LeBron doesn't want to play another plan in his no, career. He hates the plan so much. <laughs> hates it. With passion. Yep. Well, I want to thank all of our followers for joining us on this uh, this beginning of the regular season now that it's January. Um, please subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and throw us a five-star rating on Spotify as well. It's really easy. And please follow us on social media at Luke Walton Laker on Twitter and at Luke Walton Talks Lakers on Instagram. Vote Austin Reeves for All-Star. Oh, nice. I mean, okay. <laughs> Clay, Clay's got like the eighth highest votes in the West for a guard. So. He hasn't played a single game yet. Can, oh, can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Go for like, it. Like, genuinely, I, I really sincerely want your answer on this. Does Melo deserve to be an all-star? Mm. Oh, dude, come on. Because he's like, he's like, be fun, he's, like eight, he's like eighth or ninth in West forward voting. I mean, it'd be fun. I would love be it. Really, yeah, LeBron would love it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, one real quick question too. Do you think that um, Steph Curry is going to be the Western Conference captain this year? Because he's leading LeBron in the in the votes. We didn't talk about this. Yeah, I, I don't. I I don't think. You think so. LeBron's gonna make a? Do you think LeBron's gonna take these next few games as his like stand to be like? vote me for I kind of think you might All-Star. I kind of think that I kind of think that like it might be working out for us that he's going to be pissed that he's not first in all-star voting <laughs> and so he's just going to go on a tear these next couple games <laughs> I want I want to see LeBron like blocking Jokic and like you know doing all these like yeah I'm the best center in the game damn it kind of moves yeah 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 what do you say what do you say to turn to Tristan Thompson and said like I'm a motherfucking problem bitch <laughs> I love that the the news came out that like like I don't know Chloe Kardashian or something I don't know some paternal thing paternity. It was a Maori moment. They yeah. did a paternity test and it turned out that Tristan was the father after denying for a long time. That so he I like I like to think that that's what LeBron actually said. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody and Diana was watching the yeah. second she saw it was a Kings game. She's like, is Tristan playing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then she she saw that and she's like, what did, what do you think he said to him? <laughs> yes. Thank you everyone for joining us on Luke Walton Talks Lakers, where we talk about the NBA, aka um, tabloids for men. <laughs> yeah, only only after minute 52. <laughs> it's not just for men. <laughs> Take it easy, J. See ya. See you, buddy.